What is up, everybody, and welcome into yet another edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. Chris Watkins, Frankie Cardicelli in studio today. Uh, the Sacramento Kings have officially played basketball. We are back. Uh, I should say, when I say we, it's the... Uh, the team, you know, the team. We're partners. Yeah, we're, we can, I think we can say we. I think there's like a whole conversation about people saying we when talking about sports teams. Time. I think. Well, when we used to, we both work for the team. I think mm-hmm. we used to be able to actually say we, but I think we can still kind of say we. It makes sense. I mean, we. It's part of our job. You be you the know? judge. Like, yeah, especially you. I mean, like you're there every day. You're there for practice. Like this consumes your life for a large portion of time. So regardless of whether you're playing or not, like we are in season. Yeah, it's. I think we talked about it before, but. It's funny when you tell like your friends or girlfriend, parents, whatever. It's just like, oh, I like I, I have a game tonight. Yeah. It's like not I have a game to play, but we have a game where we have to go to. Yeah. And Same obligation. As a fan, I kind of felt that way, way too. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I've always been a wee guy. Have you always been a wee guy? Like. Yeah, but it's just eat. I mean, like when you're arguing about the the Vikings with your friends, do you say like we? You know, our offense isn't isn't even that bad or whatever. Or do you yeah, say, like, sure. the Vikings? No, for sure. You say we. It's a we thing. Okay. Unless they suck. Like the Yankees, a, I say we. thing. It's not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a loser. They're the losers. That is funny how it changes. <laughs> when they are ba- when it's bad, it's it's them. Yeah. When it's Those guys, good, it's like, oh, us. Oh, us, yeah. We are succeeding. We're, we're playing well. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but we digress. Speaking of playing well. Uh, so the Sacramento Kings won their first preseason game last night, 105-75, I believe, uh, yeah. in a well, complete, utter domination of well, the Los Angeles piece. Lakers. Uh, it was not a very pretty game for uh, the first half, really, and then the second half the Kings started to make some shots, and uh, it really opened up from there and really just kind of uh, took on a life of its own. Um, some interesting notes just before we before we dive into the the game itself. Uh, Casey Akpala got the start. Um, it was some speculation on whether Keegan Murray, whether uh, it would be you know Trey Lyles, Shemezi Metu, kind of throws a curveball out there and, and starts Casey Akpala. It kind of made more sense uh, when once you kind of saw the the ball rolled out there and how how the matchups ended up playing out. But um, let's just start off with that. I mean, Casey Akpala gets the start. What were your initial thoughts? What did you think of uh, Akpala's um, first little stint out there? I mean, we we know Mike Brown's a defensive guy. He's a defensive coach. And we know that the Kings have been a top one, like, worst defensive team in the league over the past three, four years, maybe longer. So the fact that Mike Brown's coming in and was kind of going with a, a defensive forward out of the gate, I think it was kind of noteworthy to me just because of the fact that the other four guys, to me, are locked in as starters. I know that Mike Brown hasn't said officially Kevin Herter is a starter, but I think that he is, I mean, I would say there's 99% chance he's going to be the starting shooting guard opening night. So by putting Akpala out there, I think it's one or two things, to me. and I want, I want your thoughts. Mm-hmm. One, there's a legitimate chance that Casey Akpala is a starting power forward slash small forward on this team, and it's going to kind of be like a, a matchup basis. Like, he might play for... a a few minutes out of the gate, and then Keegan Murray will play the bulk, kind of backing him up, kind of like an opener mm-hmm. in baseball, like how you start your bullpen arm and then you bring in like a long starter, kind of a longer starter after that, a longer relief. Um, and the, the second option is Mike Brown just didn't want Keegan Murray's first taste of NBA action to be against LeBron James. I'm not sure where you stand on that. I'm I'm kind of going towards the latter. I think that Akpala uh, starting was kind of maybe just, just kind of a, hey – Keegan, let's let's kind of 
wean you in a little bit and not have you come on out and just guard the the best basketball player of all, arguably of all time, in your first professional game. But uh, it it was interesting to see. I mean, Casey had some good defensive sequences. He's obviously a good defender. He can defend every position, which is insane. It's a great tool to me to have, kind of depth wise. I don't know about starting. How did you see it? Did you see this as a, a scenario where he's in the mix for a starting role, or do you think that it was kind of the Mike Brown protecting Keegan Murray Avenue? I think it's a mixture of both. Um, I definitely think you're right on on the uh, like the baseball starter comp thing because when you look at the minutes played, uh, KZ ended up playing nine minutes, which is the exact same amount of minutes as Alex Len, Sam Merrill, Chemezi Metu, Della Vadova. So he was definitely going to get that level of a role, I think, from from the jump. But I think to your uh, to your other point, um, it would have been tough to to throw Keegan Murray out there and be like, hey. Um, go find, you know, look special or, you know, whatever. I, th- I think Keegan looked really, really good last night. Um, but go, you know, to have that kind of performance while also, like you, like you mentioned, having to guard LeBron James in his, in his uh, NBA debut, not LeBron James, but Keegan Murray in his NBA debut uh, is a tough, tough assignment. And we saw KZ step up big time. LeBron was 0 of 7 last night. Uh, you know, it wasn't completely because KZ was locking him down, but I thought a lot of the time KZ stayed in his face, made him take tough shots. Um, I was impressed with what I saw. I think offensively is going to be the biggest hurdle for KZ. I think uh, for Kings fans, it'll be easy to just kind of put it like a he's kind of he's pretty much Mo Harkless at this point. What what we uh, which side of the Mo Harkless thing he'll fall on is yet to be determined whether we all saw how, how it ended up playing out with Mo where he just couldn't his offense wasn't good enough to stay on the floor they're hoping KZ can maybe hit a couple shots and I think if if he I assume KZ is going to get a good run this this preseason if he can show that he can hit shots um, throughout this preseason I do think that there's a chance that he starts game one um, and they give him you know a three to five game window to where it's like hey man like here's your opportunity if you can, if you can, you know, survive in this role, we would love to have you there for for the time being. But um, long answer short, um, I I agree with you. I think it's I think it had a lot to do with the fact that LeBron James was uh, was on the other side of the court. It makes Sunday a lot more interesting just to see what they do. I I think that we could see even a different starting lineup as far as maybe maybe Malik Monk gets to start mm-hmm. at the guard spot on on Sunday. Maybe Mike Brown doesn't want to kind of have people you know tracking on to to what he's planning on doing but i i think last night was a pretty good idea and it is interesting when you look at how many minutes KZ played i i kind of didn't really realize the fact that he did play as many minutes as sam merrill someone who who might not be on the roster come opening night uh quinn cook matthew delvadova guys that are battling out for one spot uh chima moneki who who i thought was gonna have more of a role in 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 play larger minutes and again it's one preseason game but I think Sunday's going to give us a little bit more of an idea of what Mike Brown's thinking to me and I'm not sure if you feel the same way I think it's kind of obvious it almost goes without saying but the first five off the bench were the first five that will be off coming off the bench this season which was Davion Mitchell Malik Monk Rashawn Holmes Keegan Murray and uh, Trey Lyles and obviously if, if Keegan Murray and KZ are interchangeable maybe Keegan gets that starting spot eventually but do you feel like there was there was a couple guys that weren't included in that? Obviously, Terrence Davis and Chemezi Metu are the most notable. Mm-hmm. Two, are you a fan of that bench unit? Did you like what you saw from the the Mitchell Monk uh, backcourt, Rashawn? I mean, did you have any thoughts with that second unit? Do you like those names coming off the bench? 
Yeah, I thought the second unit, uh, the second unit actually started the uh, the second half, which I thought was interesting. Led the comeback, and uh, yeah, I mean they 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 really did come out. Uh, it was mainly Malik Monk came out in the second half and and really started to hit his shots, and and that started to turn things around. And then Davion hit a couple shots. Um, I thought that those two, from an offensive perspective, looked great. Um, a lot of what I expect to see out of Malik is is this volume shooting where he can get hot for a couple minutes there and, and really ex- uh, be exciting and and add a spark to the offense. Davion hit some nice uh, some nice mid range jump shots. Um, I think he also hit a three as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he yeah. did hit a three as he well. Went, he and Monk went back to back in yeah. the, the third, and that's kind of what gave the Kings the lead for good. Yeah, so I think they. It's it was. I really want to just throw out that first half in total because well, I think it was one of the roughest watches of basketball I've seen um, in a while. Obviously, in since the, uh, it was game one, but the first half. I mean, uh, both, and it was on both sides as well. Like the Lakers, I would love to give credit to the Kings defensively, who I do think. On a you know on on most occasions did uh, play some pretty good defense, but just neither team could hit anything. No, the Kings shot thirty two percent from the field in the first half, eleven percent from three. Second half, they shoot forty eight percent from the field, and they outscored the Lakers sixty four twenty nine. Now, again, it's preseason, and if the Kings were getting outscored sixty four twenty nine, I'm sure we'd be sitting here saying, "Oh, it's preseason." They have Sam Merrill out there yeah. and Matthew Delvadova. But I think when you look at who was doing it and getting it done out there, and especially when you're seeing when you're seeing Keegan Murray, which I'm sure yeah. we're going to talk about Keegan next, but when you're seeing the guys that are getting it done, it's encouraging because mm-hmm. the Kings have been we've been looking for bright spots for a long time, and the fact that you have a rookie who is is making headlines. You have you have your bench unit kind of leading this charge this charge against a Lakers team, which I've told you again and again in the past year and a half. I am not <laughs> high have, on the Lakers. No, you've been on this. You you were dead on last year. We, you, for, you stuck to your guns too, because I think we did a podcast with Brendan, and we were both shocked at your prediction of like I think the Lakers are going to be bad. And we're like, like no way. Dumb, bro. <laughs> that was it was like right after the Westbrook trade. Yeah, Westbrook trade. Yeah. But I mean, look at their their rotation. I mean. Yeah. I love Dam. I love me some Damian Jones, but he's their starting center. Yeah, their backup. Uh, Tommy O. They have, they have Juan Toscano Anderson, Thomas Bryant. Yeah, Austin I always Reeves. Thomas O'Brien. I don't know why. I always o- want to. I always want to make it like very Irish. 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 Very Irish. Yeah. Uh, Wenyan Gabriel Wenyan had, had like himself a game. Did he not? Revenge game. He had ten rebounds last night. Ten rebounds and six points. Four blocks. Yeah. I don't know. He was he was a defensive guy. Now had in his bag. But anyways. Uh, point is, I think that you are allowed to be happy and for sure. and encouraged yeah. by a thirty point win in preseason, just because of the fact that you know De'Aaron had a quiet game. We're not focusing on on the start, Fox a no. bonus. Mm-hmm. We're focusing on the, on the other guys mm-hmm. and primarily Keegan Murray. Who, I mean, Twitter last night was Keegan Murray love fest. I mean, the guy has answered every call. It, I, I have his stats right here. Keegan Murray over. Eight games with the Kings. This is seven games in summer league, one game in preseason. He's averaging twenty one points per game, seven point two rebounds, one point three steals, fifty one percent from the field, forty one from three, playing just under thirty minutes per game. Even his bad game, the only bad game we've seen from Keegan was a game in San Francisco during the California Classic where he had nine points and nine rebounds. And I I think it was because he was being passive, which is something he said post game in a Jordy Fernandez, the Kings assistant coach, uh, summer league head coach, said that 
he thought Keegan was trying to get his teammates involved too much instead of kind of taking control of the offense. That's the only down game he had, and he almost had a double-double. So what were your thoughts on on Keegan? I mean, obviously the starting lineup is its own conversation, but um, is there anything that sticks out to you the, like most when watching him? I mean, is it the way he plays? Yeah. Like, this is poise. What do you, what do you think about Keegs? I mean, to me, the one thing that's – or the two things that really stuck out were his general aggressiveness to score um, – he came out of the gate immediately, and I think his first shot was uh, he got it on the wing, and uh, it, it, you know there was the, the ball was moving and it kind of stopped with him, and he drove, took a leaner, unafraid. It was actually a good look. I I thought he should have kept the ball moving, but he ended up bringing it in. He missed the shot, but um, just very unafraid to shoot. Um, obviously, he was making his shots when nobody else on the team was making it, which is an incredibly encouraging sign. Um, just, I mean, yeah, just everything that was advertised, just an absolute bucket getter. Um, really quiet in his points. He had 16. Um, I th- Obviously, Keegan played well. You noticed the shots he made, but for him to finish with 16 points. Is, on 11 shots. On 11 shots is great. Um, really no complaints. I mean, he he, he played phenomenal for, for a first game where, again, where nobody else on his team really played well. Um, I didn't think he was forcing the issue at all. I didn't think he was trying to overextend himself. Didn't see him try and take any isos or anything like that. Like it was just all very in control, all very part of the offense. And uh, he made just about every open look he had. Um, not really any complaints. Uh, I haven't really looked much uh, on the defensive side of what he did, but um, no major glaring holes seemed to be no, there. He didn't see over, seem overmatched. I mean, he had a couple good. Uh, he had two steals. One was picking off the passing lane, and it was right after he'd already had, had nailed a jumper. Then he he mm-hmm. picked off the pass like seconds I do remember, later. Yes, and he dunked it. Oh, that was like the best sequence of the game yeah. from him. Oh, he also had the uh, he had a beautiful lob pass as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, to Rashawn. To Rashawn. Yes, that was great. That was phenomenal. Great to see. Um, obviously not really known for his passing, but uh, that was, I mean, to have that kind of vision, the Kings are not really a big, we, we've talked about this in the past, don't throw a lot of lobs no. traditionally in, in Kings history. Not since uh, Rondo and Willie, Willie were yeah. hooking. I mean, that was yeah. also a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Derek I mean, Williams. Again, gotta give Derek Williams I'm a ma- you know I'm a massive fan of the Rondo era, yeah, the were, Rondo year. Yeah. I'm a massive fan of the Rondo year. I had so much fun watching those games. Very polarizing. Um, it is a very polarizing topic, but... No, Keegan just does. He just does the right things out there, man. He, he stays in his lane. Mm-hmm. He doesn't try to overdo it. He doesn't force shots. Um, he he does play defense. It, he yeah. has length. He just is inexperienced. And I think that the, one of the main reasons why we did see Casey get that start is he's been in the league for a couple of years. He's played for good teams. Played for Miami Heat. So again, keep an eye on it. I mean, we'll see what happens on Sunday. But he he should be starting for this team. He's their best. He's their mm-hmm. third best player, arguably. In my opinion, he might be their third best player already. So, one be, I mean, yeah, there's his play has has left that open for sure. I mean, like it's it's left that possibility open, and and that's no like that's no slouch of a compliment either. Like there's some real legitimate NBA guys um, that could be the third best player on this Kings team, but I think Keegan uh, from day one has his opportunity to, to fill that spot, which is kind of insane to say, because if that's your starting point, um, you know, I mean, who, who knows where he'll be year four, year five, year eight. Um, it's crazy to think uh, they showed yesterday De'Aaron's in his sixth NBA season. That's, and he's only 24. I mean, Keegan's 22, which is kind of, to kind of compare the, where they are right now. I mean, two years ago was the, the COVID year. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, and De'Aaron was in his fourth yeah. season. So De'Aaron, I mean, again, I mean, you mentioned his name. Uh, he did get hot at the end of the first half. I mean, attacking he kind of helped. Him, yeah. He got he started attacking them over and over. I think he knew this is my last stretch of play. I'm going to have. <sighs> I'm just going to attack every Bruh. possession. This it's guy's like, jump shot is a, like. I mean, one game yeah. you, can't, you can't take away from four, it. But four of twelve from the field, zero of three from three. He had some wide open looks and just wasn't even close. I mean, back of the rim, huge thuds. Um, no, it was tough to see. I'm not gonna. I'll reserve my judgment still on. But the thought did creep into my mind last night. Is this something that we're just gonna have to give up on? I don't know if we have to give up on it. I not just, necessarily saying well, no. he should just not shoot, I, but like, is he just going to be a thirty-three and under percent three-point shooter? I mean, he already is, but yeah, I, yeah, so. I think that Fox, for the first time in his career, gets to enjoy the luxury of not having to take as many. I mean, he's going to get a lot of open looks because yeah. people, are, his defenders, are just going to give it to him. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be on him either to improve and be able to knock them down at an average rate, like thirty-one percent, thirty-two percent, like you said. But he has guys around him now, Keegan Murray, Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes, who struggled. Everyone struggled last night from the three-point line, but Except that's not Keegan. the point. Malik Monk had was 3-11 from the field, mm-hmm. one of five from three. I mean, that's not going to happen during the season, though. My point is, De'Aaron has shooters around him, so he's not going to have to necessarily take every open three that he gets. Yeah. He might because that's a competitor in him, and he is a he's their best scorer. I mean, he is their best scorer. So hopefully – he can find ways to create and, and get other guys involved if he's not able to knock down shots like last night. But he's going to get a lot of open looks. So I don't think we can really give up on it. I, I hope he can get in those those hot streaks. Like last year, he was 38% from three-point line over the last, what, 16 games of the year? So it can happen. He can get hot. But, yeah, the shot doesn't look good. I mean, again, one game. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens on Sunday. But he's kind of been like that his whole career. He's mm-hmm. kind of gone from, whoa, of, of he was – Six of twenty and missed seven threes, and then the next game will score thirty four and hit four threes. It's just he's very very streaky when it comes to his three point shot. But again, just the beginning. Sorry, I had something in my Looks throat like there. Are you okay? I know I was dying. Are you all right? Uh, acid reflex. Um, oh man, I had a good point. I can't remember what I was going to say. We we're talking about De'Aaron. Um, well, I don't know. I'll just switch this up. I, I will say um, it was good. I, I last episode was very adamant that preseason doesn't matter and obviously yeah. results don't matter. But the thing that I will take um, most from this game, I think, is the fact that the Lakers bench unit is really bad. Yeah. Um, and the Kings did dominate them in that. Our bench half. beat their bench. Exactly. And, and to the appropriate amount of drumming that that they probably deserved. I mean, our bench is pretty significantly, especially scoring wise, a lot better than their bench. Um, and they, you know, to the to their credit, they took care of business after a really, really rough first half. And uh, I think it was like, what, like 50 to 40 or something like that. At half, if even I don't even know if each, if either team reached 50 at halftime. I don't think so. For the Kings to end up with 100 points to me was like a miracle. I could if you would have told me that in the first half, I wouldn't yeah, have believed it. I you. mean, that's just kind of what the Lakers are. I mean, they're very top Le- heavy. LeBron, LeBron and AD and mm-hmm. Westbrook have to beat you. I, I mean, thought Westbrook looked good last night. Oh yeah, he did. He did. I mean, he's a good he's a good we joke. I don't know how we haven't talked about this. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. This man rocked the cradle in the third who, minute. Who was that against? Of a preseason game, De'Aaron. That was a De'Aaron. Yeah, 
They've kind of had some beef, not we, beef, but they've no, they they've have. had they've, definitely because the the speed I think thing. really likes him. Like I think I think yeah. it's like a, a it's all respect West, kind it, of thing. I think it's all Westbrook though. Like, De'Aaron yeah. just said he was one of the fastest guys in the league, and yeah. I don't think he was even he didn't even name Westbrook, mm-hmm. but Westbrook. Remember he burnt he blew by him when he played for the Thunder and was like I'm fast. Like the camera got him saying uh, I'm fast because he beat him on the M one. So they've had like some. I don't know. It's probably all fun, but in a preseason game, that's crazy. Russell he, is one of the least like likable NBA players I can think. Of. He really is, but off the floor, he's, he's, he's no. He's a totally. These he are separate. Like a fine per- sorry, yeah, exa- I'm like no, no, no. no I, it's I think Russell Westbrook gets the level of disrespect that that caveat does need to be he, thrown out there. He is. He's not a garbage person. He's a hall. Of, he's a Hall of Fame basketball player. Yeah. I think we can agree he's going to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, I. All intents and purposes, of pref- also a very I, nice guy. I, oh yeah, but I, I preface that's my fashion my, icon. That's my preface to like, <laughs> he is not what he once was, no. and he kind of has to reinvent himself. Like mm-hmm. he's going to have to reinvent his game. And last night, he played 15 minutes, but it was kind of uncharacteristic of what I mean. He was he was he's always pretty efficient, a, wasn't he? Yeah, he was pretty efficient. I mean, he only took three shots, made two of them, mm-hmm. attacked like, the rim really aggressively. Yeah. I thought he looked. To his point, to his old point, I thought he looked really fast. He didn't take one three pointer, mm-hmm. which is I'm sure good Lakers fans. Love yeah, to there see wasn't that. really a moment where I was like, "Oh, there's Russ." Like, well, did you see the video? Bull. The practice video? Did you see? The... I did not. No, oh <laughs> did I speak too soon? Not so fast in the words. There, of the there was like a video of someone saying, "I I thought this was just people wearing Lakers jerseys," but it was like a, a it was like a media member or a fan got video of their live or open practice mm-hmm. in a gym. And it was like a minute of them just bricking shots. Like Westbrook completely like <laughs> airballs a three. Um, I think Juan Toscano like oh man gets rim checked. Some JTA, but yeah, he looked rough last night too. Yeah, Pat Bev like yeah, Pat Bev the, I thought looked decent, but yeah, him and Fox the game, Fox yeah. kind of had a nice possession on Pat. That Bev. That was sick. That Fox, was great. Fox locked yeah. him up, and then Pat Bev came and Loved like patted that. his head. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I don't know. It was fun. It was fun, man, to watch basketball again. Yeah, um, that was. Big takeaway. Felt so good to watch. Like, I was locked into every single minute of that game, and it felt so good. It was good. Like, it just felt right. Like, a minute in, I was like, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Like, watching the Kings again. <laughs> yeah, this and, like, is great. Kept, we're watching Kevin Herter play. We're watching all these things kind of happen out in front of us. Like, yeah. it was kind of nice. It was great. And, like, I think you mentioned that. Oh, no, you didn't. But uh, I was, like, more excited to see Chima Monyeki and, yeah. you know, what would happen with Del Vadova and Quinn Cook. I thought that was uh, interesting. I don't know. How, we can go into that. I on mean, a later episode, not, there, there's really yeah, not there's, much more. Yeah, no on one this. distinguished themselves. Like, they as Del Vadova scored no he didn't score any he points. He was the only player who didn't score. Here's another thing. Sh- big shout out Mike Brown for getting 20 players into the game and giving them all I think uh six, got minutes. 6 minutes. Yeah. And uh Seven yeah, Delhi was the only one who didn't score, so everyone got to touch the rock, everyone got to show a little bit of something. Uh um, Shout out Brennan Nunez's favorite stuff. player, Keon Ellis. Man. Keon Ellis, even in his, uh, he, I'm assuming st- he was one of the six minute guys. A steal and two blocks over seven minutes. Yeah, and an air ball. But we we and won't, an air ball. We won't mention that, Brandon. But, but it was it, no, it was an incredible. I mean, very clamps. on brand for for Keon Ellis, and he showed every bit of it. I thought uh, even Nimi looked good. Yeah, uh, moved well, looked comfortable. I'm, I'm no gonna, complaints really from I, anyone. Mezzi, of course, had to take a three. I he told. Was open, I told. Um, our buddy Avery, who works for the Kings, that yeah. who's in charge of Stockton 
uh, PR now. I told him, like, we're going to come down and watch a couple of games I this think year. So. And he was Absolutely. like, no, you're not. I'm like, I mean, why wouldn't you? Like, why? <laughs> That's they, so like, funny. Why? <laughs> he was just like, no, you're he not. Said, no, you're not. <laughs> no, but, but they, they're going to Everyone always says that. No, you're not. <laughs> they're going to have Keon and That's K- Keon, Kata. I think Cook will go. I think the Kings own his Undecided. G League, right? So if, if I'm going to go watch Cook, Ellis, Kata, maybe Maneki goes to, yeah. to the G League. That's enough for me to watch right there. For sure. Like, that's that's basically the Summer League team. I'm intrigued with Chima Monieki. I don't know why, what what happened in the span of, like, him signing to now, but, like, I just, like, I, I feel like there's some promise there. Very confident guy. On on a, At training camp or on media day, he was very, very confident. He had a chain that said Chima, right? I think so. And he said that he he, he knew he's – he has known he has belonged in the NBA since, I think, four years ago. Interesting. And I, I – Honestly, thought he was like a dark horse to be coming off the bench in the first, the second yeah. unit. Yeah. So, again, we don't know what the rotation is yet. Things could change. Next game, we could see Chemezi and Maneki come off the bench mm-hmm. at like the at the forward spots. We'll see. Yeah, we'll but, move on to that. What do you expect to see uh, next game, or, or what are you looking forward to seeing next game? Next game, if we're just gonna throw like predictions yeah. out there, one we're, thing that didn't not, happen yeah. last night was Sabonis and Holmes played. Zero seconds together. and play one possession together. I think we might see at least like a minute or two. Like kind of like a tiny overlap home Sabonis. I think we'll see a little bit more uh, Terrence Davis. I'm kind of surprised he's out of the rotation. I would have figured he would be in there. Um, again, th- this could be... I think I saw someone on Twitter predict that the rotation would be this exact 10-man rotation from last night. So it would be Barnes, Akpala, Sabonis, Herder, Fox... Mitchell, Murray, Monk, Holmes, Lyles. But Akpala and TD would be interchangeable in mm-hmm. different games and mm-hmm. settings. Like if, if the yeah. Kings aren't playing against Giannis or Kawhi or LeBron, like if they're playing against Portland, which would be a good example for yeah. Sunday. If they're playing against Portland, who doesn't have any like really long, mm-hmm. lengthy, like you know, Harrison Barnes or Keegan Murray can hopefully handle Jeremy Grant. Yeah. You'll see Terrence Davis come off the bench at the Kind of, maybe I, even start maybe, in a preseason game. Yeah, maybe even start. Kind of as a smaller, small forward option. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, positionless basketball, yeah. right? But I, I think, think Ter- Josh Hart starts at the three for Portland. I, so I would imagine smaller, so. I'd imagine kind of so. Lineup. I just think the TD is too much of a talent to like kind of burying the bench on this team. That's just yeah. my opinion. But um, I would look for that. I mean, do you have anything that you kind of want to look for on Sunday? Yeah, I just I expect a lot more of the bench to come in. Um, Domas looked. Pretty not disinterested, but unaggressive. I think would be a good term to use uh, in game one. I don't think he's really trying to strain himself. I don't think he really needs to figure anything out about his game. I think he kind of knows what he is and doesn't really need the preseason to kind of get get warm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think seeing more of Rashawn Holmes, seeing if Rashawn is comfortable coming off the bench or with that bench unit. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep saying it, but that Delhi-Quinn-Cook thing is, is going to be interesting to me. I was very um, disappointed, honestly, with the Delva-Dova performance. I was yeah. hoping to see a little more pep in the step. I don't necessarily need him to score, but the way I was thinking about it last night is, like, I want my third point guard to be, like, a backup quarterback where it's just, like, I don't need you to come in and be the starter and do everything that the starter does. I just want you to come in and not lose me the game. So if, again, if knock on wood, if De'Aaron Fox goes down or if Davion Mitchell goes down and, and Quinn or Delhi has to come in, who's the guy that I trust to just get the offense going? Steer the ship. And that, to me, seems like Delhi would have the advantage. 
Um, and I do think he ran the offense fine last night. But At three assists over, yeah. what, eight minutes? Yeah, I just, you know, I, I wonder if Quinn Cook offers a little more versatility. I don't know. It, it, to me, that, that'll yeah. be interesting, just how they play out. If Quinn, I, I can see Quinn try, trying to be that guy who tries to be the starter, takes 10 shots, goes two for 10, and ends up losing yeah, his game. Yeah, it's... I'm a huge Quinn Cook guy yeah. too. I just I've kind of come around to the Matthew Delvadova side of things only because I feel like the Kings have enough shooters. They mm-hmm. need more guys like Delvadova who can be a disruptor on defense and, and a guy that can just kind of be a straight up hustle guy and, and mm-hmm. just pester the hell out of people. I think that that's exactly what this team needs and mm-hmm. probably a guy that Mike Brown's going to enjoy. Quinn Cook, if he's in the G League, that'd be great too to have him as insurance. Yeah. But I'm not sure if that's exactly what's going to happen. I don't know if that's Maybe Quinn Cook gets an option somewhere else, or mm-hmm. maybe he gets an opportunity. But I'll just go ahead and say the same thing I've been saying all summer. If either one of these guys get meaningful minutes this season, it's very bad for the Kings. Yes. Because that means De'Aaron Fox <laughs> or, or Davion Mitchell are out. So yeah. uh, we'll see what the rotation looks like on on Sunday. We're going to probably have some, uh, some quotes and some clarity at, at a practice this week. I'm thinking practice will be tomorrow or That's right. Thursday for sure. Um, I think all we have left is to give someone some flowers. Yes. Yep. This is the uh, wrapping up the end of this podcast. I did not think that we would ever have the opportunity to talk about this guy. I thought we missed this era and um, it would just miss out on talking about him. Jason Thompson, um, you wrote a story this morning, has officially retired from basketball. Uh, he's joining the coaching staff of his alma, his college alma mater, Ryder mm-hmm. University. He will be joining their coaching staff in some capacity. I can't tell you. Special assistant to head coach. Assistant to the assistant. Uh, special. Gotcha. Assistant, to, yeah, assistant to the assistant, yeah. Um, gotcha. Sounds thrilling. Um, we never got a chance to ever talk about Jason Thompson or his Sacramento stint. It's Not kind of, you know, it, it's a pretty un, I don't want to say unspectacular, but unglorious um era that he <laughs> reigned upon I should say uh he was the all-time leader in games played in the Sacramento era mm-hmm. um you pulled up uh, a couple top tens that he is all-time it's kind of in Sacramento it's kind Kings of history. this is in Sacramento or an I mean, all-time Kings? it's it's all-time gotcha. the whole franchise is, since 1940 yikes. I think one is that how old we are I can't answer that. um sorry I actually need that answer to that because it's bothering me. I'm just going to basketball reference. Basketball reference. Do you have a guess? Uh, the Kings, uh, the Rochester Royals. Let's see. They won a championship in 56, right? So, yeah, I'll say 40. Uh, 1948. Oh. So, 75 years. How come we're not celebrating our 75th anniversary this year? Maybe that's... Whoa. Oh. Frank, weren't whoa. you the one who reported that it does have to be an anniversary jersey? So, we're, are we going to go back to the... Rochester blank, Royals? the probably blank white. They just say Royals, right? I bet in 1948 they probably just like wore T-shirts with the sleeves cut off or something. Like I don't know. <laughs> they look like LeBron's uh, like uh, <laughs> the uh, the Warrior series when yeah. they wore sleeve jerseys. And what, what, like, what was the material back then? Like like burlap, like sack stuff. Or who even like, knows? It's a great question. I don't know. Baseball players used to play in like thick like cotton uniforms. Yeah, that probably felt like, like yeah. they're like probably sweatsuits or something like that. They had to have been so uncomfortable. Um, Jason Thompson, since the Kings became an organization, ranks fourth in franchise history in offensive rebounds, 1,200. Seventh defensive rebounds, 2,500. Seventh in blocks, 
394. Interesting. And he is 10th in rebounds, total rebounds, with 3,700. He is a top 10 player in a, in a, I mean, that's what, four or five categories right there? And then also he is the, the leading, he's played in more games Sacramento era than anybody else. So like it's kind of just, uh, it's it's interesting to me. I mean, I, Interesting is the word. I don't want to hate on sure. JT. I will just say I've told you earlier, when I was in <laughs> high school, I used to go to Kings games at Arco and... Whenever JT would kind of take those 15-footers, I would just scream no every time. I just would scream it. He'd make them sometimes. He did take those a lot. I did forget about that. He really he really used to love that mid-range jump shot, like yeah. from the elbow. He that was he was like very Chris Webber-esque. Very, very, very straight <laughs> very up Chris Webber shot. Yes, yeah, yeah. stiff. And I'd be like, no! Yeah. No! Rarely went in. Um, yeah, JT's a really, like, when, uh, when the Kings eventually finally get good – Jason Thompson is going to be the Andres Biedrinch of Kings. You know, where it's like, don't talk to me unless you know who this is kind yeah. of thing. You know, I'm surprised he hasn't come back to more things. Like, they haven't honored him or had him come. To, he's not a, He's not sitting <laughs> there with, with Brad Miller. or Frank, come on. Oh. He doesn't need to be. Well, he's, he's I'm wondering if there's, I mean, he all, did Everything play. that you listed Jason Thompson being top 10 for is exclusively because... He yeah. played so long with the team, and he was like always good enough to like make the team. And the team was obviously. Oh, I'm not bad. saying he's good. I'm not saying he's good. I mean, we have Kenny Thomas I mean, he's on our. Good. We have Kenny Thomas in the pregame show. And I, I no, Ken, comment. Lo, no comment. Love it. Kenny no was comment. good for a little for a, a while. I'm just saying. Was he? I think he had a pretty a couple of good years. Of the Kings. I feel right? like me and Brendan looked this up once, and his King stats are just not it. But you know what it was? It was remember when Kenny Thomas got mad at Brendan because Brendan was Brendan like, said K nine. He did go at Brendan. For, so he for was that. like Brendan was like I looked. I, I, well, Brendan, sorry, Brendan. I'm going to expose you here, but Brendan was like I looked up Kenny's numbers because people were going at me. Like fans were also going at him, and he was like <laughs> Kenny was like. Eight points a game. Like, I'm sorry. If Kevin Herter averages 16 a game, I think he gets no, for K-9 sure. and priority. Kenny Thomas <laughs> hasn't played for the Kings in over yeah. over a decade. And, like, you know, love Also it. came over in the Chris Webber trade. Yeah, right? and he was good for yeah. them that year. 26 yeah. games, 14.5 points, 8.7 rebounds. Then after that, it was kind of downhill from there. But uh, I'm saying that <laughs> JT... You know he was around, and and he he was in fact around eight years, and that should be if if they retire uh, Jason Thompson's jersey, it should be well who who slogan, is who, who is better around. better career numbers for the Kings six okay. six and six for sorry I mean to spoil go ahead. it no, no 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 go ahead six and six for Kenny Thomas oh okay forty nine from the field JT's eight and six for the Kings forty nine percent from the field so by default or by that I mean Jason had better numbers for sure did it for longer. You can argue Jason had more opportunity. He's a record. Really can't speak. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's a record holder. He is for sure a record holder. It hopefully will be broken by De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, where is he on that? Is he on that he's list? He's pretty close. I know he's pretty close because I mean, uh, also Jason Ross has this amazing stat, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but um, nobody in Kings history, in Sacramento history, has stayed with the team longer than I think seven years. Really? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, that's not good. It's something like that. Like it's six. It's either it's between six and eight years. I can't remember De- which one it is. De'Aaron's at three twenty two, so he needs like two hundred more games. He needs like three more, seasons, three more seasons. So he'd have to like yeah. He'd have to that'd be eight seasons. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 
Which probably yeah, that that probably equals out. Yeah, eight or nine seasons, I think. No one no nobody yeah, in the Sacramento era has what, stayed for that. What long. did uh Bo- I think Boogie played Boogie had to have played more than eight. I think Boogie played eight years. Or is it seven? He, he might have been at seven and a it's half. It's seven. Yeah. Okay, what about Weber? Uh Weber was here in ninety eight or ninety nine so that would be seven. Oh four, oh five? I think that'd be seven, right? Uh, seven the- Peja spent eight seasons with the Kings. Page eight. Seven and a half, I guess. Uh, Weber, seven. Uh, Are you sure Page is eight? Or yeah, is it... it says Page eight seasons. It says eight on the uh, bottom. One, it's a sack. two, three, four, eight. five, six, seven. Traded in his eighth is Jason pushing Seven fake, and a half Is Jason seasons. pushing fake news? No. Well, Page was here for seven and a half seasons. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that, that kind of, I think Mike Bibby also, eight seasons, uh, six seasons maybe. I think maybe more, right? Like nine Mike Bibby played seven seasons with Sacramento. Wow, seven is so the unlucky number. So, uh, yeah, I mean, eight years is kind of the uh, the goal so I next guess, year, for, for anybody. I mean, next year would make sense, too. If the Kings are bad this year and bad next year, like at, at the deadline, yeah. I feel like that would be the time where I think De'Aaron would have two and a half years left on his deal. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's what getting are we close to that. Do? You know how, like, the Knicks have that had, I should say, that that stat before RJ Barrett just broke it that they hadn't re signed a first round draft pick since 1999? That's insane. Yeah. Didn't we have a stat like that, too, that we haven't signed uh, a, a rookie extension? Yeah, a rookie extension. It was, it, there was a long just period Fox. of time. It was Fox. But it was then, Cousins, like, yeah. Fox, and yeah. then. They're like, Willie didn't get one. T Rob didn't get one. Jimmer didn't get one. Ben didn't get one. Uh, uh, Isaiah well, Bogey uh, didn't get one. Bogey didn't get one. Uh, Tyreek might have not even gotten he one. He didn't. He, he signed with yeah, the uh, he signed the, with New the Orleans. Pelicans. So yeah, I mean there was a good period there. I'm like two. I think it was between Demarcus and, and Fox. Fox. There's two of them yeah. over the what past twelve, thirteen years. Yeah, that's kind of insane. That's it. And we've drafted yeah. every single year. Well, and even like before that, like what Kevin Martin didn't get one. Quincy Doobie. No, he did. No, he did. He not. I don't think so. I don't think he was here long enough. I mean, he was. I think he, you're right. Um, Quincy Doobie obviously didn't get one. Uh, I can't. Now, six years. He, Kevin Martin signed Kevin an Martin extension. I don't know what it was yeah. though. Well, there you go. Let's try to find it. Interesting. Um, yeah. Very, very interesting stuff. I mean, obviously the Kings have been bad for a very long time, and so that. That doesn't help with all of these um, stats, I guess, if you want I to call them that. Believe he signed. Yeah, he signed a fifty-year extension with the Kings for fifty-year uh, extension. Fifty years, <laughs> uh, fifty million extension with the Kings. Hmm. So he's in that list since yeah. since since two thousand. He was drafted in 04. Since like the year two thousand, yeah. I would say the Kings have extended. Peja. I think Peja was nineties, ninety eight. I think you're right. Yeah, because he was he missed two, his first two seasons. It's since 2000, we'll call it Kmart, yeah, right. Weber. Just people in general who have signed extensions. Not Weber, sorry. No, oh, okay. uh, rookie, Rookies. rookie, yeah, rookie. Yeah. So Martin, Martin, Cousins, Cousins, Fox. Fox. Am I missing anybody else? They draft Maybe anybody JT. in like JT? I guess yeah, right. Yeah, we're back we're to the here. We that's, know, yeah. that's full we're, circle. There we go. Boom. It's JT's an extension. Boom. That's why you come here. That's how you. End the podcast. Uh, all right. Uh, that is preseason game number one in the books. Thank you all for listening so much. Uh, Frankie, do you have anything else you want to send the people off with? Uh, Aaron Judge still sitting at 61. I don't think he's going to do it. just want to say that until we record next week. They have a doubleheader today. They play tomorrow, last game of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's going to do it. I think it's kind of fitting, you know, 
61, you're tied with another Yankee. You got to come back and get to sign an extension, I guess. <laughs> so. Unfinished business. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah unfinished sure. Business. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, we probably won't record again until next week, we'll I'd see. imagine. Maybe unless, Monday or Tuesday. Unless something pops up. But, yeah, I would plan on after the uh, Sunday game for sure. Yep. Um, I don't think there's anything that we're missing in between now and then. Um, I think you can catch all preseason games. I don't know if any or all of them will be uh, televised, but you can catch every single one on Sacktown Sports 1140. Yes. Uh, so there's a good chance that at least one of these games will be blacked out. Uh, you will not be completely in the dark as you can listen to radio. The... Uh, Flagship. I almost call it music stylings, but uh, obviously would not be that. The uh, soothing voice of one Gary, Gary Gerald. I think in his, if you had to guess what number season this is for Gary, what would you say? I think it's his thirty. I think I think he's in all of them. So Has he eight? That makes sense. That would make I sense he, for sure. I think he's in all of that. I think him. so, actually. Yeah, because he's got that picture of him and Theus, uh, Theus sitting courtside. I told you, Theus yeah. is ma- I've said it before in the podcast. Bruh. His massive yeah. legs, his quads. Yeah. Guys, quads are huge. He's quadded, bro. <laughs> quadded up. Um, yeah, so there's that as an option. Uh, that's that's. I think that's it. It's a good way to go out. Yep, on the quads. Look up Reggie Theus's quads. You're welcome. Uh, for Frankie Cardicelli, I am Chris Watkins. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.